afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome Ashley Pope to the Influential You podcast. Ashley Pope is the Membership Development Manager for the Ventura Chamber of Commerce and the President of the Autism Society of Ventura County. Today you'll hear how Ashley learned that being busy wasn't an appropriate measurement for success and what she did to change that thinking. Ashley lives in Ventura with her husband Carlos and son Gavin and thank you for welcoming her to the Influential You podcast. Hi Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you Josh. Now, what does a membership development director do? Like, tell me, tell and tell our, our listeners and the viewers, what is your job? Explain your role a little bit for me. It's funny. When people ask me what I do for work, I usually say that I just have a lot of coffee meetings and go to parties because <laughs> it's pretty much what I do. I have the pleasure of meeting with business owners and getting them engaged with the chamber. I recruit new members into the chamber and then just work with them to make sure that they can take advantage of everything the chamber has to offer. I love that. And speaking of which, the, the brewing company that you're wearing right now, mm -hmm. that's a local chamber member, which is Bright Spark Brewing. Yeah. Just opened up. They did. So there we go. We give a, a little plug to Bright Spark Brewing. Hope they're watching. Uh, Ashley, why a chamber? Why would somebody want to join a chamber? What does a chamber do? What's the role of a chamber? The role of a chamber is to advocate for business in the city of which they serve and also provide networking opportunities and really just breed a strong business community. We also deal with a lot of quality of life issues like housing and homelessness and all kinds of different issues, permitting issues that can impact how successful a business can be in the city of Ventura and also impact the quality of life of citizens and people who live in Ventura. That's so fun. Now, uh, so that you guys know, Ashley and I have known each other since I joined the chamber back in 2015, 2016, I believe. And we became really good friends, but you're a producer personality. Uh, would you like to speak at all about what a producer personality is or some of, some of those things and maybe talk a little bit about kind of that worldview? Yeah, it's, Interesting. I would have always thought that I would have fallen into a performer, first of all, because I've always excelled in sales roles. And to me, when I hear the four whatevers, right, there are a lot of fours out in the world, in the business world. And I've always fallen into a sales role because that's just where I've always fallen into and I've always done really well. So, hey, I'm, I'm a performer. And it wasn't until I started Influence Ecology that I realized I am, in fact, a producer. What makes me successful is systems, and I really like routine, not a lot of change. I build really strong systems and stick to them, and I'm really good about following my commitments. And so those are some of the things that makes a producer a producer. Um, and I'm a very classic producer, just slightly leaning performer. And I, and I love this because the first time we met, 
I was working at a radio station and I came into the chamber of commerce and was like, Hey, I, you know, I'm a brand new person would like to get a, a, you know, a first timers thing. And you go, well, someone at your company's already done that. And I remember thinking, what? And now looking back at it and laughing at it, well, that's what a producer would do. These are the rules. You are not following the rules. How dare you not follow the rules? And I'm, I'm so proud of you because you did let me in eventually. We did become friends. And um, I, I think you're great. I think the work that you've done is really good. And I'm excited to talk to you about it today. Thank Anything you. Anything to say about all that and maybe defend yourself as to how I was trying to sneak in and how shady I was? Well, <laughs> I would say that the business you were in wasn't a member of the chamber at the time. Is that right? Mm, that's correct. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like I was treating a member badly. That's right. That's, <laughs> no, right. No, that's good. That's really I'm just good. kidding. That's not how we do it. But um, yeah, I mean, we have just like any ecology, mm -hmm. you have to kind of protect the ecology. That's right. And you, Josh D'Amico, uh -huh. were not a member. And you were trying to get benefits that only members get and so i was just protecting my ecology that's that's my defense well since then we got a lot of coffee we became friends and we did all those things that you said you do for a living and work and we've become close friends through the young business professionals and now even a few years later as we're both kind of moving we're old we're old tick, tick, and tick. we're still friends we, oh we're doing a good job so ashley tell me a little bit about what life was like before influential you now uh, Influence Ecology, you've heard it a couple times, the parent company for Influential You, we've since rebranded. But when you were considering the program, what was life like before that? Tell me a little bit about your world. I was very busy. And that's kind of the theme that I chose for the podcast today is that I really thought just being really busy and continuing to go on the way that I was going on would eventually make me successful in all areas of life. I hadn't defined any of those areas of life and I hadn't really considered what am I going to be doing in five years or 10 years or 20 years? What does the future actually look like? I just was taking opportunities as they were coming at me and hoping for the best mm -hmm. and kind of thinking, if I just work really hard, then I will get everything that I need in life. And it didn't really occur to me that I could be specific and that I didn't have to be so busy to get everything that I want in life. Now, uh, the process in my head of how it goes is then I, somewhere around the, the, the way I get hired to work here, you, as we like to tell the story, Kirkland, you, you grab Kirkland's arm and go, oh, you're gonna love Josh, he's great. Kirkland said it hurt for a week. We both think he's exaggerating. He's exaggerating. But it's really fun because you were just kind of always supportive of me from the get-go and, and working here. Except for that first day. <laughs> and Because and, <laughs> you don't like the change. And then I I then start to work here. You start to see some of the things that I'm moving and, and then you were like, okay, let's, let's have a conversation about this. Tell me a little bit about you know, maybe what attracted you to studying with us? What were the things that were coming across that maybe you were like, hey, this might be a good fit for me? You know, I was always interested in influence ecology. I had met Kirkland several times and Kirkland's just so charming. How can anybody not love Kirkland? But I have to say, I sat down with Kirkland. I think we went to, maybe we went to Cajun Kitchen. He mm. might be able to correct <laughs> that. We went somewhere and he had some of the team with him and they were talking to me about what influence ecology does and he, they would talk about it and I'd be like, wait, so what does influence ecology do? What do, what do you guys actually do? And now influential you. And it just felt like a lot of big words mm. at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know if I really need that, but this is really cool. So stick around the chamber and 
you know, we'll get going on some webinars. So I was always interested. I always loved the team, but it wasn't until you joined that I really was like, okay, now my friend is doing this. I need to understand what he's doing so that I can be helpful. I love that. And I also just wanted to shout out Cajun Kitchen. Another, just, we're going to have like a counter at the bottom and mention how many different, how many different businesses. businesses got mentioned. it. Got it. Really good. I'll keep up with that then. And it was really fun because then I remember we got together to Starbucks and started talking, but there was some inductive kick. Of, we didn't go to Starbucks. <laughs> oh, we didn't go to Starbucks. We went to no, another gym, just but we went to, we started talking really looking at how this would work if you were going to join mm -hmm. and take the fundamentals of transaction program. Usually there's a, a reason that someone is like, I need to do this. And I know that you said that you were really busy. You were running your own store. You had your own uh, business. Tell me a little bit about what those things were. You were like, I really need to do this at that moment. Thinking back, I just didn't think that there was any end to the amount of things I could do. And I felt like I haven't had professional development in a while. My friend is selling this thing and I'll just add it to my plate. Why not? <laughs> I never thought too deeply about not just the program, but about anything. That's how I took every opportunity. Like, can I do this? Do I? And the answer was always yes, because mm -hmm. I can do anything that I want to do okay. back then. Yeah. No, that's all right. <laughs> Changed a little bit. Um, can I afford to do this? Even if the answer was no, if I wanted to do it, I would probably find a way. I don't recall that there was any single thing. I knew I wasn't sure where life was going, but I don't even think I tied that into why I ultimately signed up. Good. Well, mm -hmm. you you get yourself into the program and you start to study, start to read. Now you're an avid reader anyways. Mm -hmm. I know that about you. I also know that you're a hard worker because we helped with, I believe, starting the Ventura Chamber Toastmasters. And that's how you and Kirkland initially started to talk, I think. But then you get into the program, you start to learn some of the principles. And tell me a little bit about some of the things that stuck out to you when you were in the program. One of the first things that we did was set aims. And I was completely lost. It was like, what do you want? What do you need? These are the conditions of life. And first things first, we have to set aims. And I think I called you and was like, Josh, I don't know what I want. I just take opportunities as they come and I just go for it. I never really think critically about any of this. I just kind of believe that if I Say yes to opportunities doors will continue to open and interestingly that did work out pretty well in my life up until that point if you look at it from a certain perspective um and i still believe in taking opportunities as they come but now i have very well defined aims so i can better direct better myself better yeah now, yeah tell me why having an aim and first off define what the aim is like if you could define an aim for me mm -hmm. and then why is that important to know what your aims are in the different conditions of life as you studied so an example of an aim for me i'll go with i'll go with my Sorry, this should be easy. No, that's okay. I'm well, even, to in general, to even in general, you can just explain what an aim is for our listeners. Yeah, so an aim is a goal. Okay. It's something measurable, okay. right? And so one of my fun aims this year is for knowing. Okay. 
I have a goal to read 30 books or aim to read 30 books this year. And it's one that I love to do. It, that's why I call it a fun aim because it is fun. Okay. Um, and it just allows me to stay at the top of whatever it is I want to study for that month or that weekend. I love that. And yeah. That's so good. good. I'll, I'll add this because an aim is that overarching direction that we want to go to, right? Yeah. And, and it's made of different goals. Mm -hmm. And so the overarching aim that you have for knowing, you know, to educate yourself and then do something with that education. Mm -hmm. How do I study this book? You're in a book club with the young professionals. Study this book and then apply it, not mm -hmm. just read it. Was mm -hmm. there a difference there when you started studying with us that you kind of found yourself really reading in a different way or absorbing things in a different way? I would say absorbing things in a different way. I think I was naive to believe that a lot of the things I would read, especially in that genre, that I already had the background knowledge because I had already read it once or twice or three times. Mm. Sometimes business books in particular get really repetitive. And when you do this course and you identify all of those aims and where you are on track, where you're falling short, I think that gives you the ability to read into, read into those um, books in a different way. So you started choosing aims and some things started to, like, I don't want to say appear, like not, it's not some magical process, mm -hmm. but you started to realize that some of the, the actions that you were taking weren't in line with your aims. You mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have a big one. Okay. I had a business and a job at the time that I started in Flint Ecology. I owned Spicetopia, downtown Ventura, a business that I loved very much. And still love. Another, still love. Another chamber member another for those chamber of you Another chamber member. Counting. I love Spicetopia. I still shop there all the time. My number one business forever. Mm -hmm. I had that business for six years. And before I did Influence Ecology, I thought I could just continue to work my job full time and have my business and manage my staff and do everything that it takes, inventory, all the things that it takes to run a small retail business. And it was like, yeah, I'll just keep doing this thing until you know it's super successful and it will always just be a side thing for me. And in doing Influence Ecology, I realized that there were other areas that I needed to focus on, health, relationships, legacy. There's so many other areas that I hadn't really touched. And I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to focus on anything besides this business and my job, mm -hmm. basically two full-time jobs, if I didn't let one go. So I had to sit with myself and think, do I want to keep my job at the Chamber, at the chamber of Commerce, which I love very much also, um, or do I want to keep my business? It's one or the other. I'm one person. This is ridiculous. I can't do it all myself. And this isn't going to get easier as I get older. Um, what do I want to do? Not to mention, I have a child. He's only nine now. So if you do the math, it's he was very young when I was doing both of these things. Um, and so ultimately, I decided to sell the business. And that freed up so much time and space for me to work on myself and my conditions of life and really just changed my overall quality of life. I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to sell on my own terms. I think that if I would have just continued to do what I'm doing, at one point there would have been a breakdown that I would have had to give up one or the other. And that would have been really hard because I truly do love them both very much. I 
think that in the current, and when we talk about the current, uh, we talk about the current popular way of thinking, mm -hmm. almost maybe another way of saying it would be um, common knowledge or everybody, common mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, be an entrepreneur. Oh, start your own business. Oh, and it seems in, in a little bit like, I mean, you're 30 years old when this is going on. Like yeah, you're I'm 32. Under 30. Yeah, so, so you're, I was 29. you're 29 and you're getting ready to sell a business at 29. And I, I don't know that a lot of people in that situation would have made the, the move that you made. And I don't so, think I would have. Was it difficult? Like what, what was it that really stuck in? And just in case, is your mm. microphone, is it, did it slip at all? I just want to make sure we're here. And no. you go. Okay. Okay. Good. Just make sure. Good. Okay. Keep going. Let me know. Nope. Just want to okay. make sure. That's all. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right. And a lot of the people behind me were like, oh, you can't, you can't sell the business. Like that's your business. And I was like, you're right, it is, but it doesn't have to be. It's built to the point it can go on, and I'm fine with that. I'm not married to it. It's not part of my identity. And I think working for the chamber has given me really unique perspective in the idea of like run the business or it will run you. And I, mm. you know, we all see situations where like the business is most definitely running the business owner, and the situations where the business owner is running the business. And I didn't want to be somebody who was run by my business. And I think because I was consistently on the outside, I wasn't being run by my business, but I also wasn't able to run the business the way that I wanted to. So I did feel, I, I think the only reason I could sell the business is because I felt 100% sure that's what I wanted to do. And I don't think I would have had that clarity if it wasn't for the program. It's Something you said earlier too sticks in my mind that it is hard for a producer to change. It, mm -hmm. They they like that consistency. Mm -hmm. They enjoy waking up and having that consistent. You know, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it would have even been doubly hard for someone with that mindset to be able to move without that assuredness, without really knowing. No, this is what I'm doing. How did you figure out that this was? this is where I'm moving. Was there a, a, was it a part of the 13 steps? Was it something you worked on? Tell me a little bit about that thinking that helped you change your mind and say, Hey, you know what? I will no longer put up with this. This is no longer, I loved how you said that. I will no longer allow the business to run the business owner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had some health things that I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was going crazy because I couldn't quite hold a conversation that I wanted to hold. I wasn't able to focus. I'd be sitting here like talking to you and then suddenly my mind would be like over there. Mm -hmm. And I hated not being connected to people. Um, at the end of the day, that did end up being more of a, a health situation, but I'm sure that stress was a factor there also and just always having somewhere else to be. So I think it was definitely a combination, but it was clear as day. I just woke up one day and was like, you know what? this is like not working so much. This wow. is not working for me. I need to do something. And um, so I, I did. And wow. it was good. Um, all right. So if you're just joining us, welcome to the Influential You podcast. My name is Josh Amigo. This is Ashley Pope, the membership development director for the Ventura Chamber of Commerce. And tell me a little bit about life after that. So you still study with us. You're still in, in membership and you still do the Thrive program. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what your now, what's life like now? How do things move now for you? How do things move now for me? I am still with the chamber, obviously. I will have been with the chamber seven years come April. 
COVID really changed things for the chamber, as you can imagine. Um, we were all virtual and not having any events for over a year. And you and I did the connection, the That's connection, right. the connection, the connection. We, we came up with that name together. We came up with that name together. <laughs> we did that virtually. So sure. for a long time, I was just on Zoom and had a lot of time to read. 30 Good. book goal was, That's you right. know, easier to, to do than it is now. So now it's like we're back full force. We have all of these events up and, and going and things are crazy. I do spend a lot of time on my work with Autism Society as well. So I'm on the board there. I'm actually the president and I spend a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with parents and educators, just sharing information and resources. And then I also spend a lot of time on their programs and fundraising and everything that needs to happen in a nonprofit that's that small. So I've been able to do more of that since selling the store. Um, but I've also just been able to be home more and just take time and be with family more and do all of those things that I was maybe neglecting for some of those years. I love that. And, and I, I hope I don't embarrass you because I know yeah. producers not always like the light sh shining on them, mm -hmm. but I still remember kind of getting that producer out of the way and being like, no, Ashley, come on, we're doing the connection. Mm -hmm. Let's do it together. Mm -hmm. But I uh, had approached you a little too early, mm -hmm. but we had it up and running and significantly running within two months of the COVID breakdown mm -hmm. when other chambers weren't necessarily doing much. Um, the Ventura chamber was actually still getting members. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I know that you are selling a lot of chamber memberships a lot more than I see some of the other chambers that I'm a member of. So what is different about what you're doing at the Ventura Chamber than maybe other salespeople uh, would be doing for theirs? I do think it's the producer systems. It comes naturally to me. My calendar is like, you wouldn't believe my Outlook calendar. I usually have like eight to 10 things on it every single day. I, uh, yeah, I, I just have those systems in place. I have a little notebook that I have a list of everyone that I'm working with on joining. And then the date that I'm going to meet with them, if I met with them, and if we closed, which is another thing we worked on during right. COVID, right. it was we, like, oh, was I'm the... having all of these conversations on Zoom, but they're not actually closing the way that I'm usually able to close them in person. Like, I, I can't just hand them the contract and have them fill it out right there. And so we talked about, you know, tracking it that way, not just like, did we meet with them and did it close? But did we meet with it? Did we have the schedule? Because a lot of people also no-showed on Zoom. That's right. Was it scheduled? Did we meet? And then was the contract filled out so that there was that consistent way to follow up? Um, I have so many referrals coming in. I hardly have time to cold call, which I know all salespeople out there. Oh, they're so jealous so right now. They're so upset. <laughs> um, I think doing what you say you're going to do and having a system to keep track of what you say you're going to do. Um, as I get busier as things pick up post COVID. Um, and I'm not able to slow down the current hundred percent, right. From telling us just how fast we should go. So I'm constantly trying to like pull back the world to my slightly slower speed. I just think it's so important that we're tracking things and that's what I do really well as a producer. And I think that's why the chamber is so successful in membership because I'm able to do what I say I'm going to do and just keep 
you know, keep going. That's so good. Yeah. I, I know Marnie Power is just sitting somewhere going, if you mean it, you measure it. Yeah. And she's just so proud of you right now. I can, I can guarantee that that just made her smile. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, because I believe that you started setting up a contract meeting. Mm -hmm. And you called it that, or, or they know when you arrive, they are you are expecting them to sign the contract and join the chamber. Is that well? That was if I remember it. That's kind of how we started. Is that something that you're still practicing, or how does that process go for you? I think that that it was happening a little bit on Zoom. I think for me, what's most important is documenting that they hadn't signed the contract or they haven't signed the contract yet, and then so I can just continue to follow up until I know that they don't want to join. I think particularly when, when we were meeting at Zoom and maybe even sometimes in person is I'd meet with them. We'd have this great conversation about their business and sit down for coffee for an hour and talk about the chamber. And they'd say, oh yeah, that's great. I just need to get approval or check my business partner. I have checks coming in the mail or whatever. And then I'd be like, okay, sounds good. And they'd be like, okay, I'll send it to you later. And then they may or may not ever send it. And because I was and am so busy with that packed solid schedule, you know, I might email once or twice and then it's like, okay, and like they're, they're gone. And so during COVID, I really needed to focus in on those meetings that were happening and um, the people looking to do something like network during COVID was much more scarce. And so I had to get more um, specific on who I was talking to and having those systems in place so that now they don't just fall off the radar if they don't sign at the moment, I think was the, the point. That's so good. And it yeah. keeps you fresh. You show up as yourself mm -hmm. at meetings. You get to be the happy go lucky. Yeah. I, I like to tell people a lot of times, if you think I know everyone in Ventura, you're incorrect. Ashley knows mm -hmm. everyone in Ventura. And between you and Jennifer Caldwell, the two of you, I think, know everyone in this entire city. <laughs> but it always cracks me up because you have this reputation and people, you're known in Ventura. Like if someone says Ashley Pope, oh Ashley Pope from the chamber, like mm -hmm. you are known for a specific thing. You have a specialized knowledge. That comes with some assets and liabilities. The mm -hmm. assets being everyone knows you. Wonderful. You can go everywhere you see people all the time. Liabilities, you probably get invited to a lot of things like nonprofits and, and events. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about the the aims that you've set up and now how you decide what you're going to participate with? and what you're not going to participate with. Yes. So interesting that you bring this up right now because right now is the holidays. Mm -hmm. And so many businesses are having holiday parties that look really fun. And I would love to go to all of them, but a lot of these parties just don't do not align with my aims, my aims for family and relationship and my aims to read those 30 books. And to be well rested and ready to work in the morning my health aims of stretching and walking i don't like to do things after hours i try not to do things on the weekends um i realize which is hard for a producer it is i mean <laughs> it is i want to do all the things and i want to be with all the people and mm. i love everyone so much i really do want to be there um, and I want to fill up my calendar. It's like in my genes. I want to see like all those blocks of things that I'm doing. You know, it, it, if I see a blank calendar, I used to associate that with just no value, mm, I guess. Yeah. You know, no, what am I doing of value if I'm not actually doing anything? If there's nothing worth documenting on the hour, what's actually happening in my life? And 
now I just think of these things a lot. It's so good. Now, and you did it all yourself, right? You don't have a study group or anybody that you're doing this with. I do. Oh, you do have a study I group. Do. Tell me about them. So I will keep their names confidential. Gotcha. We are the producers. Okay. It's There's three of us. Uh-huh. And we regularly call out each other on our producerness, is oh. what I like to say. Okay. Um, we read books together. We talk about our aims. I love my group. And if anybody wants to join, they can reach out to Josh and he can let me know. <laughs> but and they then, need to be a producer. And then we'll talk about <laughs> it and do all our producery conversations. So it's been really fun to have a group like us, mm -hmm. like producers, so that we can kind of see where our, our shortfalls and where we may thrive due to being producers and talk about relationships um, with respect to other personality types. So and good. It's really fun. We've, we've done a lot of work together. Yeah. And we've said the word producer a lot. Another way of saying it is like the objectivist thinking task driven, mm -hmm. you know, 90 days out, love checklists, mm -hmm. you know, really wants to be included, but really needs to get to work. And so uh, for anybody that's listened to that, we absolutely invite you to any of our um, webinars. We have a superpower webinar every single month that you can join on and hear more about these because knowing your value and knowing where your assets and liabilities are allow you to really quickly decide, hey, I'm valuable here. Hey, this might not be for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's for those of you that want that little inside scoop. Now, we give everybody a soapbox moment, and I know that you have two that are probably close to your heart. I'd love to hear kind of what you would stand up on a street corner and talk about, and I imagine that it's going to be something with chamber and autism, but I'd love to hear kind of what is your sort of soapbox moment. I will definitely say that if there are any business people listening in Ventura that are, listen that are listening in today that would be interested in chatting about chamber membership and the benefits to your business, I would love the opportunity to share with them. I obviously experienced the chamber as a business owner, and I just love sitting down with business owners and learning how we can be helpful as a chamber and how I can be helpful and who I can connect them to. And it's just really fun for me to well, But isn't, isn't a chamber just a bunch of greedy old men that like sit around talking about oil and gas? Like, is that just, isn't that what a, isn't that what a chamber is? <laughs> no, what no. Is, tell me more. You're so funny. So chambers, like I said earlier, provide a ton of different networking opportunities. We have a young professionals group. We have a green task force. We have a book club. We have um, our ambassadors who attend a lot of the ribbon cuttings and the mixers. We have so many different opportunities to connect. This year, we're teamed up with Spark of Love. We have just, just tons. And if you're not interested in networking, you should still be a member of the chamber because we work on issues such as housing, which is the number one issues that businesses face in terms of finding housing for their employees and just being able to live here and succeed here and thrive here. And um, it's just really fun. And why be part of the business community here if you're not going to actually jump in and get to know other business owners? It's definitely the best part of doing business. Goodness, be careful. She is a better salesperson than I am. I will tell you, she's really good. And now tell me this too, um, because your work with the Autism Society, I know mm -hmm. it's close to your heart. Tell me a bit about that and, and, and your heart on that, because I, I think our listeners would absolutely love to hear more about what you're doing for the Autism Society of Ventura. Yes. Well, earlier I said my son was nine, and I actually lied. He's 10. Oh. He just had a birthday. Oh. I know. I said he was nine. How bad does that make <laughs> me sound? So he is 10 years old, and he was diagnosed with autism right before he turned three. And I wasn't sure what it meant for my life for our life, for his life, for our future as a family, for his future as a human. And I was obviously 
terrified and just, I didn't know what to do. It took me time to figure out the systems that could help us. And it took me even more time to find Autism Society Ventura County. I love this organization so much because they don't talk about causes or cures. They actually talk about helping families and individuals and really empowering people with disabilities to be strong and be involved in the community and to um, you know, find their inclusive environments and be supported and come as they are. And that to me was really important. I believe really strongly that there is nothing wrong with my son or anyone who has autism. It's the world that needs to change to be a little bit more flexible and um, accommodating for individuals with disabilities. So I do a lot of work in that space. I love it. I don't say no when it comes to serving that community or to, um, to serving on committees that can help that community. So I'm really fortunate to have found Autism Society and I've been involved with them ever since for so six great. years now. I know well, I would uh, I would give all of it if I could all of my money, all my time. Um, but obviously there's work to do all over. And and now I have my my dedication, my dedicated things. Chamber autism. That's it. Don't ask me for anything else. That's right. And that's a producer <laughs> telling you that. So, you know, it's true. And uh, for Ashley, uh, just so you know, my CEO, John Patterson, mm -hmm. did go ahead and put in the comments like good job protecting the chamber. Um, but somehow I snuck in. So yeah, was... you snuck in. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm you. so glad you did. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. And thank you to the whole team at Influential U. We're so happy to have you as a chamber. And I'm so happy to have you guys as family, practically. Well, for, for me, it's it's wonderful. And it's even more wonderful to have a boss, uh, a CEO that is actually on the board of the chamber mm -hmm. and actually getting involved. And we will see you at all the events, Poinsettia Awards uh, tomorrow. So I'm tomorrow. excited about this. So. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to take us out. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to influentiallyu.global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to Influential U, we recommend you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty, plus discounts to our transformative conferences. You can sign up today and use promo code 20OFF that's 20OFF for a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. That's coupon code 20OFF. Next week, I'm going to interview Dr. Bo Hengen. She's the founder and CEO of Absolute Essentials from Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you'll join me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Each week, we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other place that you get quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with Ashley, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the influential you staff, faculty, and members all around the world. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with contributions from Michael Teehee, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, Liz Smiley, John Patterson, and a special thanks to our guest, Ashley Pope. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. 
This episode was recorded on December 7th, 2022. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, now's the time. I ask that you take a moment, just click on that little iTunes button or your podcast app and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. We'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast.